0: Hi everybody, my name is Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity Greger.
0: And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change.
1: With we help you number two. There you go.
0: We help you get your business off the ground and running smoothly so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Go to wired to change to get more information on our programs and our seminars coming up. You can also reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wired2Change, and that's always with the number two. Today, we are talking about uh, kind of feeding off of episode five, the difference between sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. Today, we're talking about the difference between branding and marketing, and usually branding will come first because branding is who you are. Marketing is how you build awareness. Yes. But branding is who you are deep down in in your soul. Why do you do what you do? That's branding. If you think back to way back when, and I don't know if you were old enough to watch TV back then, Coca-Cola's campaign was have a Coke and a smile.
1: Yeah, no. That's branding. You are showing your age. I am.
0: Yes, with all my (laughs) gray hairs, yes. That's branding. So, to understand branding, you have to ask yourself some of these questions. So
1: for me, when I think of Coca Cola, yes. I think of the polar bears. Yes, yeah, same, yeah, yeah.
0: Smiles, loving, yes. fun, cute. Uh-huh. That's branding. That's who those
1: Clydesdales.
0: Oh yeah, that's Budweiser. Yeah. But yeah,
1: uh, Coca Cola had Clydesdale. No, no it wasn't. Yeah, Dang, that's it. Budweiser.
0: Dang. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Well, you know, in Budweiser. my family,
1: Coca Cola. Budweiser, basically the same same thing. thing.
0: (laughs) Get one of each and hand them to the right person. (laughs) But to to understand what your brand is, you have to ask yourself a couple questions. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned this earlier a couple episodes before. What's your mission statement?
1: Right. From a coaching, but your I want to. Your mission statement is to help people get started and to tell
0: their story. Tell their story. That's yeah. mine. Is, that is, is your the mission statement. Telling. So
1: you see, you already have one. Yeah. You already have a brand. Because
0: everybody has a story. You just mm-hmm. don't know it. So when we coach people to help them start or grow a business, mm-hmm. you're starting your own story. Right. So, yeah, that's what we You we've are said the storyteller.
1: That has been your brand for. for a while.
0: Now. I enjoy that. Most of yep. the stories I tell are true, depending yes. on who I'm talking to. And <laughs> and
1: my brand and mission is to be the connector. Yes. So, um, connecting people, whether in whatever capacity it is that they need to be connected and helped, that mm-hmm. has been my my mission over the course of my career.
0: Yeah, and that's not what we do. It is kind of what we do, but that's who we but are. But who so we are. Deep down, yeah. what are you trying to do with your company? Are you trying to help the environment? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to help underprivileged? Are you trying to help nonprofits? What is it that you... Who who are you? And you could sell... You know, we all go back to the widgets. When we can't think of anything, we say, oh, I sell widgets. Right. That's fine, but to who and why? Right. So what are your core principles and values? I go to Chick-fil-A on this. Closed on Sunday. End of discussion. And everybody... Who all the in my understanding is if the story was told correctly to me, all the family members that True Cathy founded Chick Fil A, and every family member that has worked for the business has had to sign paperwork that says, if I'm ever the CEO or whatever, however they phrase it, we will we not open do, on, Sundays. on Sundays. So they'll never ever open on Sunday. That's their core value. Like it or mm-hmm. not, doesn't matter. Right. They're consistent in what. It really shouldn't boggle my mind anymore, but they're still outselling, I believe it was Burger King and Wendy's on total revenue, and they're closed one day a week.
1: Well, their drive-through system and process is just a beautiful thing, but... That's, Coming from a systems lover? That yeah. so turns you on. <laughs> does. I'm like, like a, ooh, it gets me revved up every time I go through. I'm like, I want to meet the woman who designed this system. You know it is, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's like a work day effort uh-huh. for you. And it's like, oh, I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired you to build your business?
1: <clears throat> that is a great question to ask yourself. Um, and... Being able to articulate and share that, which also could go back to last episode and, you know, as part of your 30-second or 60-second sharing that inspiration and what it is that um, really drives you and helps connect people to you in a personal way, not just um, I build widgets and here's why I build widgets and why I'm the cheapest and fastest yep. or whatever.
0: Yep. Go, again, going back to the environment, one of the examples is if you're a solar company, Mm-hmm. If you're a recycling company, that's that's what inspired you to get into business, mm-hmm. to get plastic out of the water, off the street, all yep. that stuff. There was an art, no, it was a ra- I was listening to the radio either yesterday or today, driving. There's a school in, dang, I think it was in Europe. They, that's such a
1: small place. I
0: know, that's why I can't remember. <laughs> I'm surprised I can't remember all of it. The kids can't bring... There are no trash cans. They want the kids to bring a reusable container that their lunch is in. Oh. So no plastic, no anything like that that could be thrown away. Uh And they're forcing kids to bring that reusable container that their sandwich goes in or anything like that.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was uh, different. And I'm hungry,
1: so now I want food. Yeah.
0: So that'll take a while to change. That'll take a while to change.
1: Another question to ask yourself when you're building your brand is what makes you unique? What is your unique value proposition? Yes, your YVP. Um, And write it down, revisit it. And also, when you're asking what makes yourself unique, ask your people around you that you trust if that's the case. Because I find it so interesting where people think, well, this is what makes me unique. And then you turn around and I could ask Mike, what do you think makes me unique? And you see something about me and my business oh, yeah. that I don't. Yeah. Which is a very good uh, lesson in introspection.
0: Yeah, and everybody, if you've got a small business, there's got to be two people you trust. Find one or two mm-hmm. people that you totally trust that know that have your back. And you run every yeah. anything you want to, you run by them, but you got to listen to And if to you them. don't
1: have those people, you've got two right here.
0: Absolutely. Give yep. us a call. Go to wire, info at Tell us where we can meet you. Yes. But you've got to have somebody like that that you trust. But if they tell you something, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. If you lay out a wonderful business plan and both of them tell you, you really want to drive 35 minutes each way with traffic every day to do this.
1: You might want to listen. You might. Yeah. But
0: those are the questions that those trusted sources should give you. The company culture, you hear a lot about, especially these tech companies. Mm-hmm. Flip flops, shorts, no dress code, that's fine. Ping pong tables, pool tables.
1: Child care.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. huge, yeah. And a lot of those go back to the creativity. There's a lot mm-hmm. you could, and again, think of yourself well, where do you come up with your best ideas? And what do you are think you doing? of?
1: You think of Google, is so well known for their brand of, um, as company culture. Um, I'm thinking here locally you have, you know, like Log Men and Dude Solutions and companies that they're very much known for their culture and their brand. Hmm. Um,
0: if you've got a couple of employees, do you allow your employees to bring, employees to bring their dog to work or their pet right. to work? If it makes them happy and they're more productive and the mm-hmm. dog doesn't tear up your house or your office, <laughs> should it matter?
1: Such a slippery slope. I know, yeah.
0: And, and this gets back to another conversation we'll probably have down the road is uh, I think I'm, what am I, Generation X? No, I'm a baby boomer. Baby wow. boomers, yeah, shut up. Baby, <laughs> I don't, don't even. You don't even need to say anything else on that. I'm proud to be 58, yes. You are. Baby boomers versus millennials. And the Which difference, I am. It, right. But your generation is telling bosses if I'm happy. I'm a cusper. Right, well, yeah, yeah. But if I'm happy at work, look at the potential you're going to get out of me. Oh, yeah. Whereas my generation, when I got out of college, they said, here's the job. If you want it, show up. You have to wear this. You have to do this. Yours, if you want to take it. Yeah. Whole different. And there's pros and cons to both. Yes,
1: there are. But they definitely catered to us much more. I mean, I grew up in the the first generation where we have participation trophies. I I hated them. I didn't want a trophy for just showing up. Threw those suckers in the trash. I wanted to frickin' win. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Your generation, yeah, the millennials are more apt to work remotely, mm-hmm. which, of course, when I was growing up was, was unheard of because yeah. computers hadn't been invented right. yet. Or at least yeah. we weren't rich enough to have a computer, but I don't think they were invented yet. But that matters as well. And again, if, you get your, if you're the boss mm-hmm. and you t- your boss tells you, Trinity, you need to do mm-hmm. these nine things this week. Do you really need if there's no time stamp on those and you just need them done by Friday at five, doesn't matter. Right. What am I am I paying for you am I paying you for the time to sit in the office or am I paying you to do those nine things?
1: Exactly.
0: And you want to hire the right person, trust them, it's like, okay, well, nine things under this budget or on this time frame, that's fine, put all that together, but what culture are you creating? And you may be a solopreneur right now, so what culture are you creating for yourself?
1: Oh, so one of, as we're talking about branding, one of the things that drives me freaking nuts are people who, th- the things that you do and how you act in business are building your brand.
0: Yes,
1: I had an agent who worked for me, and her brand was, she was always late. And you do not want to be the brand that has a negative connotation like always being late. So those little things, if you say that you're always, you know, if you're a roofer and you tell people that you're going to get them a proposal by 5 o'clock and you don't get them that proposal until 6 o'clock the next day, that's hurting your brand. Because if you do that often enough, that's going to become your brand and people are no longer going to want to work with you.
0: There's, is it, is an a, it's an AC company, maybe heating, but I think it's just AC, six and fix. Mm-hmm. You call us before six, we'll come out there and fix it today. Right. Perfect. Yep.
1: Yeah. A, up and, right and But if they don't do that, yeah. then that kills their brand. You oh, can't yeah. be, you can't say your brand is one thing and then turn around and do something else. Yeah,
0: you can't be six and usually fix. You're either right. all in or you're all out. But when we go back to the company culture, that's a brand. That's it actually, a brand. it's a recruiting tool. Right hey, come here, it's all about creativity, bring your pets right on the wall. And if you're a solopreneur,
1: then you are your your culture. So how you are as a person is going to dictate what people think of your business. Oh, yeah. Because I tell you, as a real estate professional, when I'm practicing with my real estate hat on, that if I don't show up on time, if I'm not... Um, getting back to people when I say I'm going to. If I don't email them when I say I'm going to, that completely would um, chip away at my brand.
0: I know we sometimes go off on a tangent, which I'm totally happy Rabbit to do. Holes. And then get us back on. Yeah. Uh, We're like the huge, Alice
1: in Wonderland of yeah, podcasting. That,
0: that's a huge... Being late is a huge pet peeve of mine. And Ugh. if you're generally late and you're in business or getting ready to be in business... It's
1: not okay. If
0: you, if somebody told you they were going to be there at 9 and they show up at 9.03, would so you be rude. mad? You should be. You should. That's it's rude. R- if Trinity and I are supposed to meet at 9 and I show up at 3 minutes after 9, that's me telling her my time is more important than yours. Yes. That's my tangent so for the day. So rude, yep. yes. That is and my tangent for the day. If
1: you're a person out there and you're making... Um, you're, you know, there's so many funny funny memes and things about uh, being late. But at the end of the day, it is, it's about respect. Yeah. And you do not show respect to somebody by not showing up on time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when we go back to the company culture, there's so, every industry, and we laugh about this in B&I, uh, Business Networking International, if you want a great place to network, uh, company cultures, uh, every business, every industry has their myths. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's easy to sell a house in this market. I just put a sign in the front yard, and two it days later, I'll have it itself. sold. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the myths of if you had an accounting firm. Okay, how many myths did they have? They're so stuffy, boring, boring. Stuffy, boring, all that stuff. Yeah. But imagine if you had a firm of hip, fun, creative, people that just love math and numbers and they're the CPA and that's how you marketed yourself and branded yourself to people. Hey, we are not the typical CPA. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you show pictures of your folks coming to work and, you know, casually dressed Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff. But again, a lot of that company culture can turn into a recruiting tool as well as branding. Your personal, your professional sense of style. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaks to a couple of different things. Not only what you're wearing, but kind of how you act.
1: Right. Like, I curse a lot. Love you for That's it. That's part of my Love professional style. It. Yep. <laughs> Try to keep it in check. Oh, and just. know my audience. When you see Trinity, but, just ask her her just, dog's name. Yeah. But you have to know when to drop it. Right. And when yes. not to do it. Yeah. And, and if you are unable to uh, walk that very fine line, then don't curse in business. Because it does, yeah. it really does alienate and off make it off-putting for people. I'm just fortunate enough that I'm to the point in my career where I can get away with it, yeah. and <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. But same thing with, um, with your sense of style and dress. So I had an agent that I was coaching, and she would not dress more professionally. And my rule of thumb is dress for the house you want to sell. Dress for the um, you know, the client you wanna have. Dress for the business partner you wanna meet. And if you are not dressing to that level, you're gonna have a really hard time um making it. And she would not pull it together and dress professionally enough and it was really hurting her in business. And she said, Well, you know, I look around and there's some of these top producing agents and they're they're not dressed like this And I said, Look at their original business cards. They did. They worked their way to the point yeah. where they could earn dressing less professionally because they had created uh, competency Mm -hmm. through doing a really good job. But in the end of the day, if people have two choices before, between the person who's dressed professionally and the person who's not, if you have two mechanics that come out and one has grease all over his hands and goes to shake your hand and the other one stops and washes his hands before he comes out, which mechanic are you going to pick?
0: Yeah. I'm a firm believer of you create your own breaks in life. Yes, if you, I love that. You, you can create your own one-time get-out-of-jail-free. You can buy. If you're the one that shows up every day, you're always on mm-hmm. time, you always do your work, and that one time something bad happens, you built up enough points. Yep. But if you're always late, if you're in the bottom, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the 20-60-20, 20% 20, 20 mm-hmm. of your employees are awesome of them are kind of in the middle. Some are going down, some are going up, and then the bottom 20% is what you want to replace all the time. If you're one of the bottom 20, you're not going to get a break. So, We're talking about the difference between branding and marketing, and to understand your brand, you ask yourself these questions. Here's a favorite of mine. What do you want to come to mind when someone hears your business name? Ooh. And again, think of the national product You as the consumer, think of the national products you buy What does Ford stand for?
1: Fixed or repaired daily yeah,
0: Exactly <laughs> That was years ago Don't know if it's still no, true I, I've
1: driven a Ford, yeah. I love Ford I love my American made products But yeah. you can never forget that Right Yeah.
0: But though, that's an example of when people hear Ford your company Ford Yeah. Yeah, now it is, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> What what comes to mind, and you've usually you've built that perception. One way mm-hmm. or the other, you can't be mm-hmm. that bad all the time. Right. Or you can't be that good, and one thing bad happens, and all of a sudden that's the whole... Right. Y- your whole perception goes down. But over time, you're the one that builds that. Right. And if you're, again, locally, when you hear a local company name, and you're familiar with, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's Right. Oh, I see their trucks speeding down the road. Yes. So, so I, wa- I want um, to go back real quick. Let's, let's
1: talk about our personal brands. Okay.
0: I want to go back real quick to the professional sense of style. You were uh-huh. talking about how you dress and how you present yourself. And my brother and I used to have a commercial cleaning company. And so we're in places at night. Rarely is there anybody around, which is the best time to clean. And I've, I've hired a number of people over the years. And I hired a guy one time, and he just smoked a lot. And we had numerous conversations about him showing up at work, and I just, I head to toe, smelled like smokestack. Yeah. And he would always say, but nobody's in here.
1: Doesn't matter. You leave that scent wherever you go. That's
0: what I told him. Yeah. That's what I told him. So he couldn't work for us anymore because he just showed up smelling like Like smoke. smoke. And the one time, and this happens twice a year maybe, the client comes in at eight thirty night, mm-hmm. oh I forgot this, I'm working on yep. a plan and they for tomorrow. Smell that and and it's I get a phone over. call. Yep. I get a phone call. So okay. So well, Mikey. and
1: back to professional sense of style, I just like to point out for our listeners, because you don't have the sight of vision that I do right now, but Mike always dresses in the cutest button down shirts and a vest. And I love to say that he is a vest above the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cameron, my son, came up with a new one that I have vesticular fortitude. (laughs) I love him for it, but that's the humor that our family has.
1: Uh, I'm going to give Cam Jam a big hug next time I see him.
0: But that's what he does. But I enjoy, (laughs) and actually I've worn golf shirts for years. But as we moved into coaching, I needed mm-hmm. something a little bit you, more appropriate. You upped
1: your game. I did.
0: I'm not going to wear a coat and tie. I right. think a, you're coat, not a coat and tie just, guy. It, But it's a standoff move, but that's a whole nother discussion we yep, can have over, right. over some vodka. I
1: know that next next you're going to be growing your hair out, and it's oh, it, going to no. be. A...
0: Oh, I look like Greg Brady back in the 70s when that hair grows out. <laughs> it was bad dark with gray. Mm-hmm. Lord. Yes. I'll be the bald guy with the ponytail. It's like, yeah. no, nah, that's not going to oh. happen. But I needed something I could wear that was K. Casual enough yet professional enough when I could walk in a meeting and it looks good, but I knew I had to make that change. If I walk in with a golf shirt with a logo on, and if it works for you, I'm not knocking anybody on Mm -hmm. that, but it wasn't working for me, but that was why I made it. Well, and we're
1: coaching CEOs, we're coaching people who are running, um, you know, anything from a startup to, um, you know, very successful business owners, and you need to be dressed. For the business that you want to work with and that you are working with. And I know for me, um, I almost always will dress professionally, even if I'm just out and about running Mm -hmm. an errand, because you just never know. And I keep an extra pair of dress shoes in my car as well as dress clothes, because if that killer appointment comes up or I meet somebody and I want to be able to network with them or go meet them, I don't want to have to worry about driving all the way home so I can get changed.
0: Or if it's pouring down rain. Or if it's
1: pouring down rain, yes. Or you're walking
0: around the house in the yard and the sprinkler system comes yeah. on. But again, you got to have a plan B. Yep. I was meeting with a guy this morning who I'd never met before, a friend of mine, and again, good business tip for everybody, friend of mine who I trust said, hey, can you meet with this guy? I think you two would have something to talk about. And I said, sure, because I trust her. Mm-hmm. I emailed the guy, and I said, look for a guy with gray hair in a vest. Mm-hmm. That'll be me. And sure enough, 10 of us sitting around there, and he walked right up to me. Because you're mine. Perfect. I said, absolutely, yep. I am. So.
1: Perfect. Um, I think this next question um, that you can ask yourself that helps you to figure out your brand is, what are your communication characteristics? Um, and I'd like us to unpack that a little bit because – This is something that um, sometimes we just start doing things without thinking through (laughs) why we're doing them. So when you're communicating with your clients, what is that message consistent? Are you sending a consistent message and are you communicating through the same consistent channels? Or are you willy-nilly all over the place, you know, sending out? um,
0: I love texting but I've learned to ask with all clients, what do you like? Yes. It dep- and it's an age thing. It's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Old school is phone. New school is technology. Plain right. and simple. And what's the best You're way? You're a good texter. I-, I like it, okay. Yeah. I have one phone that's got this stupid security code, my big fat thumb, when I'm sitting in a stoplight, <laughs> I'm trying to punch it up and get to a, te- you know. And the other phone, I'll have it as great, but... Uh, find out what your client or uh, you as the client, you as a small business owner, you tell people, hey, I'm if you're a roofer, you can't take a, you probably can't take a phone call on the roof. So you would tell people, hey, send me an email or send me a text to go straight to my phone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll get back with you. Yep. But I can't drop everything in my hand right. and take a phone call.
1: The other thing um, when we're talking about consistent communication and branding is um, think about how when you're communicating with people, um, your email signature. So one of the Mm -hmm. things that I get, I probably get an email a day. This is no exaggeration. An email a day of people calling me, or not calling me, emailing me back saying, How'd you get your email signature? How'd you make your email signature? Your email signature is so great. I love your email signature. I was
0: one of them. Not (laughs)
1: one single person has said that picture of you is gorgeous, but they love the formatting of my email signature. And that has become part of my brand is that I have a consistent email signature. It's on all my emails. Um, I sign, you know, it all the same way. So that way people are recognizing that yeah. and it's helping grow my
0: brand. And the picture helps a lot. A description mm-hmm. helps a lot. Yes. And if you want to find out what hers looks like, just send an email to trinity at wired2change.com. She'll yep. respond back, but you'll I get will. to see it. You do. But, again, it goes back to the branding. The, it's all, everything. Most everything is about consistency. And
1: if you are really curious and send me an email, I'll even tell you how I made it happen.
0: Yes, which you had mm-hmm. to tell me because I, I have zero <laughs> skills in that department. But, But it makes sense that way. Again, it's how are you branding yourself? How are you telling people who you are and what you do and Mm -hmm. what you're all about?
1: Um, The next is, excuse me, how do you want people to feel when they think of your business? And people buy things not because it makes sense, but people buy things because of...
0: Oh, how they feel It's all emotional. It's all
1: emotional. People buy emotionally, and they pay for it with logic. So if you're not having an emotional connection to your prospects and your potential clients, you are missing the boat because they are not buying because you're the cheapest. And if they are buying because you're the cheapest, the next person that comes by that's cheaper, you're Mm going to lose those repeat clients. And it's much more expensive to gain a new client than it is to retain a current client.
0: Yes. And if you are thinking of a type of business to start, you want to look at residential business versus a commercial business. Mm -hmm. Again, you as a consumer, oh, wait, it's Wednesday. Oh, I've got family coming in. I need to get the carpets cleaned. You call somebody immediately. That's a pain point. I have to get it done. It's an emotional purchase. I was, I've been on the commercial side for a long time with the cleaning company. And I we would talk to our clients all the time. Hey, you probably twice a year want to strip and wax your <laughs> floors. Twice a year you want to clean your carpet. And they would always usually be, and next time you go into your dental office or mm-hmm. whatever office and look around, you'll probably find some spots that need to be cleaned up, but they take longer to do that. But residential is all about emotion. Yes. I need it done now. I love what you guys do. Mm-hmm. Can you be here Friday morning at 8 o'clock? Oh, yeah. Which you hear a ton, I know, especially trying to sell a house.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, when when people think of me and think of my real estate practice, I want them to think, okay, she's got her shit together and she's the one that's going to get it done. Yeah. And that that's the brand and the image that I like to project. I mean, my nickname is the freaking Honey Badger. So yeah. we know, and then I also apply that to our wire to change business mm-hmm. because we don't take crap from people. Um, we're very forthcoming. We're also loving and gentle with we our are. clients, <laughs> but you know what? We're not coaches that are going to float, you know, blow yeah. some, some puff up your butt. We're going to make it
0: yeah.
1: help you get to where you need to go.
0: In a previous life, I worked at Dayton uh, Daytona international speedway Ooh, and zoom, John, zoom. John Graham was a track president. One of my favorite, favorite bosses of all time. Because he would chew you out when you needed it in public, and he would compliment you when you deserved it in public. Didn't matter. It, it, we called him the Velvet Hammer.
1: <laughs> that is a good yes. nickname. And I love that's nicknames. that's where we
0: can hug you but uh-huh. tell you that, you know, you really you need to really straighten need- this up. Oh,
1: yeah. love it.
0: But back to your point about being the connector and, and all that stuff, knowing people can call you. If you're a small business owner, if you are the one everybody's calling – Oh, Trinity knows this. I know it has nothing to do with houses, but Trinity knows a. uh,
1: I know a painter. I know a plumber. I know. Not related
0: to the house.
1: Oh, um, it happens. So, and I guess it's kind of linked to what I did before, but since I did coaching and recruiting, um, people, whenever they need a job, I'm the first person that most of the people in my sphere come to when they're looking to make a career change. Because they know that I'll know someone in the recruiting field that I can connect them with or somebody who's looking for a job. So if people are looking to hire someone, they'll typically come to me and say, hey, I'm looking to hire XYZ. And then I open up my database and go in there and plug in and see who do I know that does XYZ.
0: You you know when you're well-connected and well-thought-of when you're a landscaper or a plumber or a realtor and they call, they see you, hey, hey, do you know a good dentist? Yeah. You know you, you have know built that up that equity with it. them. Yep. Yeah. And that's what you want to be, and that makes mm-hmm. you the hero to all your clients. Right. And then they tell people, oh, you need to call Trinity. I know you're not moving right now, but she knows everybody, and now you're in their mental role Yes. So you know you're doing oh, good man. when that happens.
1: Um. So what's our last question to ask ourselves when understanding branding.
0: Uh, did you already go over how do you want customers to describe you as a company? No. Okay. How do you want customers to describe you? They're quality, they're on time, they're nice, they care, they come back if they mess up, they don't mm-hmm. fight you on it. One Again, good business advice I got years ago. If a customer calls you, and I had to use this a couple times in the cleaning business, we would get uh be miss a trash can, stuff happens. It, yeah. you know, in, in eight thousand square feet of Always. cleaning stuff yep. happens. You get an email every now and then. You don't want a lot of them. you don't want the same one. But the customer the the, the client would email me at, you know, eight AM the next morning, something got missed, and my only response is, We're on it. It does you it does me no good to haggle. No. A, because I probably wasn't there cleaning it. I have no idea what what he or she's talking about. Why would I argue, why do I want to tell you you're wrong? Again, you You as the consumer, Mm -hmm. when you return something to the store and the store immediately tells you, well, you did, no, 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 no. It's not what I bought. Yeah.
1: I bought for my wedding, which is coming up right around the corner. Let's just talk about amazing customer service for a second. because. I was online buying some cups. We're making custom cups for everybody, but we got our our name and logo, our name and then everything is being printed on the cups. cups. Drinking cups, yes. Um, We're getting tumblers with straws for everyone that's coming to our wedding because we're going to be there for a week. So everyone gets a personalized cup. I order the cups and there's a promo code. I use Honey, the app that's amazing, and it goes through and it finds the codes. Honey pops up and it's like, ooh, saved $73 off of a $500 purchase. This is a significant, like, I was like, boom. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, nice. So go in, run my credit card. When I went in and put my credit card information, the code disappears. So I go back in, I try to do it again, code disappears. So I was mad because by this point, now I've paid and I didn't get my $73 discount. So I emailed the company within. Hours they had replied back to me and they said, Oh, we already fixed it. We went in, we applied it. They sent me the screenshot. I will use and mm-hmm. that company yep. forevermore. I mean, I'm sitting here talking about them on a podcast. I wish I could remember the name of the company because it was awesome customer service. They didn't question it, they didn't say it's an expired code. They just went and they made it right. And that to me means way more as a customer. Then And I would probably go back to them and not even price check around for the next thing that I do just because Mm -hmm. I know that they're going to make it right.
0: Yeah, And people are willing, again, you as a customer, people are willing to pay money for something. For times, Right, a lot of times, like if I'm going to get an oil change, I'm looking for a coupon. Right. If I'm going to buy a car, probably not looking for a coupon, stuff like that. But people will pay for a quality service that they like or product.
1: Yes, they will. Speaking of paying for services and products, what are some good examples of quality brands, or maybe even some not so quality brands?
0: One of the ones to uh, again doing the research on stuff like this, and there are a number to pick from. But uh, trying to get some different stuff, I've not used Airbnb. My niece Hannah oh, uses I it have. all the time. I use loves it all it. the time. She drove cross country, drove her mother nuts. But Hannah drove cross country by herself. And I think eight of the ten or mm-hmm. six of the eight nights she stayed at Airbnb and never even thought twice about it. But Airbnb, when they first launched, their biggest challenge was convincing people to stay in somebody else's house. Again, right. an industry myth. It's like, oh, I don't want to uh, do that. But yep. their brand the whole time was community. Yes. It's me helping you, you helping me.
1: And do you know how they made that shift from it being creepy to not being creepy? No. They went out and actually stayed in some Airbnbs to experience it as a customer, which I find super intriguing because they kind of mystery shopped themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they went and taught the people um, that were renting their homes on Airbnb how to take pictures and how to set it up. So they took a very hands-on approach to their customer service for the people that were renting and then went and experienced it as a rentee. Which I find, like, talk about really digging into your brand and experiencing it from all angles and making sure that it's executed the way that you want it.
0: And it's a great lesson not to lose connection with what you're doing and what you're selling Mm -hmm. because I don't care what anybody says, nobody knows your business like your customers.
1: Because that company was all based on technology. Hmm. But what made it work wasn't that Airbnb has a great app, it's the client service that they put around that app yeah. is what made it work, yeah. which and, is and very I, it's, cool. a,
0: it's a wonderful story about overcoming some obstacles with people. I don't know if i want to stay in somebody else's house. And now it's, hey, community looking out for each other and people are using it too, all day, every day. Yeah. Next one is a Prius versus Tesla. So Ooh. Prius was out there they were the economical conservative you can't go real fast you can't be real stylish cuz we're sa- stylish because we're saving the environment Have you
1: ever driven a Prius? No. Oh my gosh. No. Can I tell you a quick Prius sure. story? So, um, I am really really bad at putting gas in my car.
0: Gee, there's a <laughs> there's a stereotype right there, right? But I got go really on, yeah.
1: so. Um, when I had I had a Ford Explorer Sport fixed to repair daily, and I knew to the T when that sucker was going to run out of gas, and I would really push it to the limit. So I got I rented a Prius, um, to drive back and forth from Michigan because I figured it was more economical, and you know this is a way to like help the environment, not drive my gas guzzling SUV. So I didn't realize that the Prius, when it's out of gas, it's out of gas, mm-hmm. and when that sucker shuts down, it shuts down. So I am on the downside of a hill coming through West Virginia, and my car
0: almost heaven dies, yeah.
1: yeah. literally shuts off. And I barely pull off the side of the highway, and there's like cars, like like semis coming around this hairpin turn. And I thought for sure that me and that Prius were going to heaven, okay, because we were we were done. So, word to the wise: if you're renting a Prius or drive a Prius, they they you can't do the old coast on fumes thing. Yeah. They just shut off.
0: But when you plug it in and you run out of energy or electricity, then the gas kicks in.
1: Right, and I'd yeah. ran out of both. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I ran out of both
0: energies. We won't go into that stereotype yeah. about running low on gas. But anyways, so Prius is conservative, no speed, no, no woke, speed. no nothing. And then here comes Tesla. Ooh,
1: Big, I bet you if I was bad, in a Tesla, I no, wouldn't have ran out of so gas. A, no,
0: you're so a Tesla owner. Uh-huh. If You had to pick between the uh-huh. two. Oh,
1: I would totally but be a But here they Tesla. come
0: with style, with panache, all those Tesla, good words. even say,
1: sounds better.
0: Announce their presence Chris. with authority that you can save the environment. Uh-huh. Looking badass. Yep. That was their Which brand. Drives
1: itself for you. Yep,
0: that was uh-huh. their brand on that. Yeah. Starbucks. <gasps> so when somebody says Starbucks, what do you think?
1: Yeah. yummy. You think they they
0: they want you to think Starbucks local coffee shop
1: is now the Kleenex of
0: coffee? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Do you want to get a Starbucks? Yeah, where Starbucks or Caribou? Yeah. Like when you ask somebody for a Starbucks, you're asking them out for a cup of coffee. Tissues, yeah. tissues, Xerox, Tissue, Xerox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they um, their
0: brand is it's a local coffee shop where everybody gathers there. Yep. And what separated them, I think, which was a, I'm sure it was planned, but still, uh, technology in ordering a cup of coffee. Who knew? But you
1: know what? Before the technology, mm-hmm. do you know what it was that set them apart? I do not. They, they made it personal. One, the baristas introduce themselves. They have their name tags mm-hmm. on. And then when you order a cup of coffee from Starbucks, what do they always do?
0: But they put your, they name, put on your name
1: on it. They put your name on it, and then they call your name out. So they made a coffee experience into an actual experience. Other than, you know, skim latte, it's skim latte for Joe. Or, you know, um, triple spice caramel macchiato for Trinity.
0: Do you always use your name?
1: Um, usually. Okay. Um, I'm not bright enough before coffee to come up with some, like, creative well, there, it, other name. And the reason I ask, <laughs> there's not
0: that many Trinities.
1: Right, there's but a, usually they'll say Shinetti, and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, whatever, so just it, go with just it. Bad try bad to try right? to spell that one. Yeah, just be a to put badger here.
0: <laughs> when I'm at a restaurant or, or with a group of people, there's going to be four mics in line. Right, there's four mics right. in line, and my last name is Manning. My favorite football player is Archie Manning, Manning so I so. just give them Archie because oh. there's not going to be another Archie.
1: I'm in not line. An, well. Now so, I'm going to call you Archie yeah, from here on which out, which is
0: fine. And one time I was in line, I forget where I was. They called out Archie, and I'm like sitting there for thirty seconds, like. Man, he's not coming to get his cup like wait That's me. <laughs> so, here's but, another. yeah, Starbucks has, yeah.
1: Done, um, has done amazing, and they've taken that um, local coffeehouse feeling, and they've managed to spread this all over the globe. Yep. But it's back to um, when we were talking about consistent experiences. Yep. You get that consistent experience no matter where you're at. You yes. could be at an airport in Boston. You could be at a airport in Shanghai. You could be at the original Starbucks in Seattle, and you're going to get the same consistency, the same experience.
0: And next time you're sitting in Starbucks, just watch and see how many people come in and grab off the to-go shelf, which everybody has now, but they kind of took it to a new level. Delta and basically the bigger airlines versus JetBlue. Delta and everybody, no more peanuts, no more pretzels, mm-hmm. uh, rarely complimentary drinks if they mm-hmm. have time to give those away. Uh, seat size and all that stuff, and so every everybody's downsizing. Yeah. And then here comes JetBlue, and they go, no, 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 you'll get all this. Get the whole all way. the stuff.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I dated a guy briefly who worked for JetBlue. Okay. Um, we're not dating anymore. Well, now I want to. That's a different podcast. Oh, that's true. We'll, we'll do that next time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Gillette versus Dollar Shave Club. Gillette was the standard. Mm -hmm. It was a hardcore, it worked, it was consistent, it was pricey, and here comes Dollar Shave Club says a dollar.
1: Oh, they totally totally pattern interrupt that one. They were like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's take something that you're going to use daily, make it super affordable, and it just shows up like when you, they took the subscription box idea and just crushed it.
0: Yep. And the other thing is they came out with, Humorous ads and commercials. Mm-hmm. Which back in the day, Gillette, uh, IBM, all those, it was there was nothing funny about commercials nah. and now that's it what was just a sexy guy, exactly. topless yeah. doing
1: his thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what yeah, probably wasn't that sexy back then, so well I don't
1: a couple know. Couple of ways
0: how small businesses can build a brand. You need to be unique. What is your story? Who is your target market? You cannot be all things to all people.
1: Very true. You cannot
0: be usually. You cannot be the same thing to a female school teacher that you are to a male roofer or a female roofer to a male teacher. You're just not mm-hmm. going to be that. So, who are you? What's your story? What separates you? Uh,
1: second is develop a brand, a brand mission statement. Oh, why is it uh, typo? That's it? okay. That's all right. I. I said the word right, but I realized that I wanted to self-correct it. I am super coachable. Yes, read this. Um, But your brand mission statement, you need to make sure that everyone at your company knows it. From the CEO down to the yeah. guy that is, you know, taking out the trash at night. Um, this is going to cover your tagline, your voice, your message. Make sure that your your peeps are eating and breathing your brand mission statement.
0: You've got to have a Coke and a smile. You've got for UPS what can Brown do for you. All kinds of things. It's just It's consistent over everything they send yep. out. Here's something you talked about earlier, always. Research your competitors. Why are you different from them?
1: Yes. We
0: talked about build your community. You can Mm -hmm. do it free on social media. Yep. Provide consistent, exceptional product or service. We mentioned this with McDonald's and Starbucks.
1: And show up on freaking time, people. I'm
0: going to cut your grass, and it's (sighs) going to look the same way every time. Yes.
1: yeah, uh, find your voice and your personality and, and make it consistent. Um, think through what brands you follow and why you follow them, yeah. and then create your own and blaze your trail.
0: Because you want somebody to follow you for the same reason.
1: Mm-hmm. And at, when once you find that voice and personality, make sure that your name and your logo um, become recognizable You know, we're still working on our logo for for Wired to Change. We've gone through a couple of different renditions, but we're working on finding something that people will easily be able to recognize, that they'll be able to um, understand it, that it doesn't overly confuse people because – our brains sometimes make things more complicated than they really should be, and sometimes
0: we think it's too clever or it's funny or clever, oh, but it's but not we're really so clever. But yeah, we are, no, yeah. yeah. But and we said this before on previous podcasts. We're in this with you because we are, even though we've been coaching and helping people for a long, long time. We're an official entity, so we're new as official business yep. coaches. So we're we're on this journey with you yep. guys.
1: We're new to each other. Yes, we are, but mm-hmm.
0: having fun. Stand for something, and that could be an issue. A lot of times what I would tell you is pricing. If your price is $10, don't make it 850
1: Don't. Don't drop your price. Just to get the business because right. then all
0: of a sudden everybody knows, oh, well, I talked him down. I negotiated last time, so I'll just tell them I'm not paying $10. i am paying mm-hmm. 8 this time. Just don't do that. Your price is the value you bring to people. Yes. it's got. To, if it's not worth anything to you, it's not going to be worth anything to anybody else. Empower your customers to spread your brand.
1: I mean I feel like Starbucks did this yep. so well. Their cups were recognizable. They changed them with the holidays. It has people's names written on it. Everyone loves something that's personalized, right? And people and people, share people that love socially. that they have their specific Starbucks drink mm-hmm. and people share that all over. the place. I, w- I would love to know how many Starbucks cup selfies there are out in the out in the oh, the yeah. Insta world, you yeah. know. I'm sure that there's just I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna look at hashtag Starbucks and just see how many cups there are.
0: And I'm sure there are people out there that will (laughs) only drink if there's no star. If they go to a small town, there's no Starbucks. They probably, I would bet, some people don't drink coffee because it's not Starbucks.
1: Oh, sure, Starbucks snobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but that's how good their brand is. So, we thank you for joining us on Wired to Change. You, You can hit us up on social media, Wired to Change on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter with any questions. You can go to info at wired2change.com. Send us a question, a comment.
1: With the number two. There you
0: go. And uh, also on wired to change you can see what uh, coaching seminars and classes we have coming up so we can help you. Again, we are in this with you to help you grow and run a business and live the small business life. And we'll see you next time on wired to change